that look on his face was for me, normally that would have discouraged me, but it fully confirmed that he didn't know the other side to healing. Welcome back to The Yoga Show from Yoga Journal, an every other week podcast featuring deep and casual conversations with changemakers in the yoga, health, and wellness community. If we here at Yoga Journal think it's exciting, we'll bring it to your ears. And if you want to hear someone new on the show, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at lins.tucker. Yes, I am your host, Lindsay Tucker, executive editor of Yoga Journal. And this is our last episode of 2020. I'm not sure if you noticed, but 2020 was kind of catastrophic. Here's hoping that 2021 brings everyone more peace, health, calmness, and prosperity. Our final guest of the year, our upcoming January-February cover star, is Leila Delia. Leila is a spiritual writer and wellness educator and the founder of VibrateHigherDaily.com, an online school that shares its name with her best-selling book, Vibrate Higher Daily, dedicated to all things high vibration, self-care, and self-empowerment. Just because you feel lost doesn't mean that you are. Sometimes you just have to relax, breathe deep, and trust the path you're on, Delia writes in her book. So because New Year's is a time when we usually re-examine our paths and make resolutions for the future, we caught up with Layla to talk raising vibrations and forging ahead through tough circumstances. Hello, we are here today with Layla Delia, spiritual writer, author of Vibrate Higher Daily, and the founder of vibratehigherdaily.com. Did I get everything? (laughs) (laughs) So let's see. Uh, I know it's a lot, everyone. Okay. So um, yes, spiritual writer, wellness educator, founder of vibratehigherdaily.com, which is a online vibration school all about transformation and practical ways to work with like energy and vibration in your everyday life and how to enhance your life using that. And then I'm the author of vibratehigherdaily.com title, same title. Um, no, not vibrate higher daily, vibrate higher (laughs) daily. Yes. (laughs) Bam. Okay. Awesome. So we are here to talk about raising your vibration. It seems like that's something you are, um, an expert in. So, Mm. um, I just want to give a little background to the listeners about your journey and how you came to do this work. And so, um, you and I had talked in a previous conversation and you told me about an illness that you had had, which seemed like kind of a turning point for you. Yes. Can you tell us about that? It was. So the illness, which I, I label the dark night of the soul Mm. for me, but there's been many, like many of us, we have those points in our life where it's like a crossing in the road. Like, is that how you describe the dark night of the soul? I do. Well, one of the ways. Yeah. Because you defined it in your book. Yeah. Cause sometimes it's, it's the illness, but sometimes in my life it has been, uh, I would say the death of my mother, Mm. It was like this this event that happens that catapults something else, like a, a a huge change in you if you allow it. Ooh, so like the dark before the dawn. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Totally. And what can happen is uh, that I I p- tell people to be aware of is that sometimes we can stay in that dark night because we don't understand the process that there's a process of it's taking you somewhere new, but we try to go through it and stay in the old, mm. stay you know 
attached to the old, but it's all about transformation coming through this process. And so if we allow that to be so, then it takes us to a new place. So like, and, and sometimes your dark night of the soul is just this, maybe there's no chaos or crisis, but it's a, just this underlining unfulfillment in life where I know there's something else I should be doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not fulfilled here. Something bigger out there Something for me. Something bigger out there for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's it too. And then it's not until you go seek that, that that fulfillment and the whole path starts to open up. And you're like, whoa, I had no idea this was all here for me. Yeah. So it can look like that too. But that illness that I had definitely did that for me. I was in a relationship. It was, there was domestic violence. Mm. And I would always try to leave. I would go back. Like I was doing the whole typical you know, thing that those people, you know, when you're a victim of, of that, you stay the victim. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. just in this perpetuated in cycle. Of, yep. It's a cycle. It's you leave, you come back. And I didn't know how to break being the victim. So it was through this illness because I had to stay in the hospital for seven days with it mm. that through that, I had an option to do plant medicine for my, my sister talking to me and like, hey, there's something here that I can help you with. Wait, so you're in the hospital yeah. and your sister called you? Yeah, I talked to my sister and she was like, well, they wanted to have emergency surgery on me and I did not want to have emergency surgery. And uh, granted, I was in the emergency room by myself. And how old were you? And I was, gosh, at this time, I had to be about 20... 25. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. And I remember like, I didn't even have enough time to, you know, fully call my mother, my, my parents, anyone. And they were, I had to make this life changing decision and something in me was just, it just said no. And I didn't want to do it. And, but I didn't say no just yet. Okay. So you're <laughs> so thinking no. I'm thinking no in my head and I'm just <laughs> like, I don't want to go through surgery and I have, you know, no one's here with me. You know, it was yeah. just not a good thing. And so I call my sister and she says that, she talked to her herbalist and this was this was maybe about 2 days later and what they were doing is that they had to let my fever had to be down enough and stable for them to go to the next level and so they were giving me a few days to let my fever go under to i had a high fever at the time so um, within that time I, I talked to my sister and my family rest of my yeah. family my parents and um, but my sister talked to her herbalist and he's a metaphysician as well and he was like tell her not to have the surgery we can 100% cure this with herbs. Okay. We can send her, we can overnight her a package. And this was over 20 years ago, right? So yes. I feel like now herbal medicines are a bit more accepted than perhaps they would have been back then. Totally. <laughs> and I remember telling uh, the gastrointestinologist, I mean, I say that word all the way, that word all the way wrong, <laughs> the gastro doctor, uh, that I didn't want to have the surgery and then I was wanting to go an alternative route. Yeah. And he, his <laughs> face, like literally was like, are you kidding? Like he had that look uh-huh. on his face. And he, you know, he had a real warm, like fathering mm-hmm. spirit about him. So mm-hmm. that was cool that I did like that. Um, especially those days when I like, I mean, well, that time period when I was there by myself and yeah. my parents didn't know yet. So I think that that look on his face was for me, normally that would have discouraged me. Mm. But it fully confirmed that he didn't know the other side to healing. Right. So right. in that instance, somewhere I had a knowing that, oh, okay, there's a whole other side of healing. He's just close to it. Or he doesn't know. And so I just told him, like, well, I'm not going to have the surgery. And so what he did was like, well, we have a experimental <laughs> medication we can use. And we don't know the outcome, but we can try it. And, and what was your um, diagnosis or prognosis? Uh, diverticulitis. Okay. And it had fully ruptured. So I had a rupture. Uh-huh. And so the surgery was going to close the rupture where they were actually going to not close it, but cut it and then close it back up to like, so it's just like a new part to a new part. Okay. 
and, and that whole thing. And it was just too much for me as a young person. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, you're going to need a colostomy bag. And, you know, just for me at that time, it was so traumatic hearing all that. Yes. that I didn't want my body cut open. I didn't right. want to have to, you know, wear the bag. It was a lot. And somewhere in me, I just organically am grateful that I knew that that just wasn't the path for me. Mm-hmm. It could be for someone else, but it just right. wasn't for me. I didn't connect to it. And uh, so I stayed with what my sister was saying and I held to what I wanted to do, which was no surgery. And I went for the experimental drug. And, and honestly, like that kind of gave me nervousness around that. I'm like, okay, it's an experimental drug. I just don't want anything, but I yeah. knew I had to do something. Yeah. So it was like the lesser of two evils yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my mind. And so I went with it and sure enough, it, it got me to a stable point to where after seven days I was able to leave. And he was just saying, by the time you leave here, I would give you about four months and you'll have to be back. Four months until? Yeah. He's saying the experimental medication would until like I would have to come back and have the surgery. He said, said, well, he said, what you have is still going to exist and it's going to act up again and you'll have to have the surgery eventually. So this is just buying you time. Okay. And so whatever that did, I have no idea what that medication did exactly. I didn't even ask at that point. I was just ready to get out, (laughs) go get this natural medicine. But I had that in mind, and and right away, I went to get these herbs from this herbologist, and I started taking them. And I never, and, and this could have been normally like irresponsible in, in all logical ways of thinking, like irresponsible. Like I never went back for any checkup. I oh. definitely never went back in four months. Like I didn't do any of that, but something made me hone in on this plant medicine, and I did it to a T. So I did Dr. Sabi's protocol. And he puts you on a certain nutritional path okay. when you're on his protocol with these herbs. For them to be fully effective, you have to give up all refined foods, gluten, dairy, meat. So I was, I went full vegan and strict vegan, like not you know, starches, okay. like low carbs. It was, and I remember seeing that nutritional thing and be like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is so strict. Like, how am I gonna, like, how's anything gonna taste good? Yeah. But I did it and eventually I started learning how to cook things. And what happened, like after I would say about three months, I started noticing that I started feeling clearer in my thoughts and in my emotions. And it was this that allowed me to feel this. And his program is for 90 days. So it's that three month period. Okay. And after those 90 days, I was so impressed with how I came out feeling that I didn't want to go back. And, and I was really associating how I was eating before because it was so clear now how I'm eating and cooking. I'm like, right. oh, this is so different before. Each time I'm preparing food and being real mindful of, of what I put in my cart at the, at the store reading labels. And I was associating that to my past trauma in life because all that came with me eating whatever I wanted, comfort eating even. Yeah eating the ice cream when I had the yeah. emotional breakdown yeah. or, you know, all the things. Yep. And, and for a lot of people, food does come with memories, you know, yeah, that's like a, sure. a primal thing, I think. And so I didn't want to go back to that. And I decided to stay on the protocol after that 90 days and, you know, another 90 days led to another 90 days and all the way here we are, um, you know, all this time later and I cannot tell you how much I'm a true believer that the earth comes with medicine that mm. will cure us. And it doesn't just cure one thing. It's doing a multitude of things. Just like when we find herbal tinctures, a lot of times at the store, it'll say for the respiratory system or uh, chamomiles for the nervous system. But it does so much more. 
Like it's good for stomach. It's, you know, it's good for other things, but usually for the sake of marketing, they put one thing. And I think that food is the same thing. Sometimes we think it's just good for one thing, which is um, nutrition or for the taste, but it's actually doing so much more in the body and it's allowing the body a healthy environment to thrive and to reach homeostasis. And for, for much of my life, like I was eating foods that kept me out of homeostasis and they were so counterproductive to my type of emotional makeup. And especially going through trauma, like what I know now is that I would have to be on a protocol to eat well in order to heal and exit that and to be an overcomer and no longer a victim. And so that food was literally out of all things, right? Like my mother tried to help, my father tried to help. I was in counseling, all things, but it was the food that did it finally that helped me break that pattern. Okay. So did changing your eating habits, is that what brought you towards this doing the work with vibrations? Yes, it, it, it did. It was, I would say it was the gateway. So once I was noticing that I was feeling different emotionally, and for me, that was like one of my biggest complaints, like emotionally, I didn't feel empowered and strong. And I would feel inferior in a lot of relationships. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in my relationships, I would feel inferior. I would see other people in relationships where each person looked empowered and yeah. happy. And I was just feeling like a small little girl showing up in a relationship and taking the guidance of whoever I was with. Got it. You know, and yes. that was not, that didn't feel good to me. Yeah. And even in friendships, I remember I would be easily the one to dumb down my gifts, any good news I had, because I didn't want anyone else to feel jealous or feel like they didn't have anything. And, and it took me going through that a few times and that didn't feel good for another friend to kind of knock down what I was doing. Mm. And at the time as a young person, I didn't know that's jealousy and that's not really a friend. Right. But what I would do is I would stay in the relationship and dumb down. Okay. Like, no, yeah. you don't yeah. need to do I that. Think a sweet lot of girl. women do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was, again, this plant medicine in this. So it was the food for one, but then also the herbs I was taking. Okay. It was a mixture. And from then I was like, what is it in these foods, in this, these herbs that help me to do that? And I literally just became autodidactic for a season or two where I was researching. All the, th- all the benefits of food, it started that way. Like, what are the benefits of this herb and that herb and all those things? And once I started seeing certain benefits, I was like, this is all connected some way. Okay. I have no idea how, <laughs> but I understand at this point in my life that my thoughts have changed. My emotional body has changed. Therefore, I feel different how I wake up every day. Like, right. I don't want to go back to a life that doesn't serve me. I don't want to sit in a conversation and dumb down. Like, right. I don't, that's not my reality. And I know if I refer to myself as a victim or if I sit here and say, you know, because at the time I didn't know where my life was heading next. Yeah. But I knew it wasn't going to go back. Yeah. But there was still a missing link for me. Okay. Because I was like, well, I used to think that I also wanted to be healed and I, I would mm-hmm. think that I want to be in a better relationship. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I would think the things and, and, and I was going to church all the time. You know, at, at yeah. this time, um, I had the Buddhist practices that my father raised me with. Like, so my mother was Christian. My father was, was Buddhist. So it's, it's <laughs> the two worlds. So I was even hearing the teachings, believing them. Um, so I thought, right? Because I would hear them and think, okay, this is going to happen for me. But it wasn't until I further went into my own teaching, right? And so now my spirituality started to really have its own direction. You know, growing up in the church at that time, it was more like, pray to God and God will do this for you. And okay. you'll just sit and be the watcher 
and wait. So what I understood, there was like an underlining something that was making all of these things work and work for the better of a person or mm-hmm. for not the better, right? Or for the worst. And so I start, started to realize that it was frequency. So anything that has energy will have a certain frequency. And not only that, it vibrates like everything around us. And I started learning that. And that was like the biggest thing for me, that everything is vibrating. And and Nikola Tesla was one of the first persons that I wanted to really look into because growing up, my brother was into Nikola Tesla. He Even to this day, he recreates his experiments in his laboratory. At oh, home. wow. Yeah, he's... <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's an electrical engineer. He builds like spaceship rocket propulsion systems. So he's like totally geek world and you know so cool. But I grew up hearing those type of things. And so when I came across it again, when you say type that, of things, what do you mean? Like um frequency, energy, yep. vibration, right? So now and something and like this is also a thing I talk about in the book of like, you know, there's these certain things that we will have a gravitational pull towards. You know, all all logical for all logical reasons, like there was no way I should have been drawn to want to look at Nikola Tesla, <laughs> you know, like at my younger self, and I'm like, that's so boring and no way. <laughs> but at this time, I was, I was just because I was taking the plant medicines, because I was changing my nutritional habits, I was opening space enough from for me to say yes, and I was opening space enough for other solutions to come in. So it's all like it all works together, and that's why I, t- I tell a lot of people, like you take one step, and the path will open up. And that yeah. curiosity will just keep pulling you, you know, and you'll keep aligning. Things will just drop into your lap. Oh, what's this? Or that word was really familiar. Let me look up the meaning. So Nikola Tessa, these words now came alive. They were animated in my life because I was like, that's exactly it. That was kind of what I read in that article or this book I got. That was the same thing. And then another piece is that I was reading um, The Art of Seduction by uh, Robert Greene. I love his work. So his new book at the time, I got that. And I was understanding everything he was talking about in that book was basically um, learning how to master your emotions through your energy, like through your energy, how you put out energy to other people. Like you can really, you can really master that. And so all this at the time was like, this is all about vibration. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that one thing that all of this is talking about together? Because I knew it was connected. Yeah. And so for me, it was vibration. Now, how does vibration work? I started understanding that vibration has to operate at a certain frequency to be high or low. Mm -hmm. And once I understood that, I was like, that's it. So the foods I was eating were low vibrational. That's what I was getting. Yes. That's what I was malnourished. (laughs) My body was creating, you know, the type of environment that it would even, you know, manifest an illness and, and nurture an illness. And at the same time, when I raised the vibration of what I was putting in my body, my body started holding space for healing. So I understood it in that way. And then I was like, well, my emotions are vibrating higher now. So I'm no longer holding space for low vibrational relationships. Yeah, That helped me heal. The Yoga Show will return in a moment after these messages. How do you recognize a low vibration relationship? Because there are obvious ones and then there are those ones that are harder to pick right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and the ones that are like sometimes harder to pick could be the ones that we feel we have to be in, mm-hmm. like maybe a love relationship, a love interest, and sometimes a, a best friend, someone that you have bonded with and maybe feel some type of, of uh, what's the word? Um, 
some type of loyalty. Like you have to have loyalty to this person. And sometimes those are toxic for us. You know, sometimes those are toxic. We don't understand that we have reached the end of the relationship. Yeah. And so some things to look for are if you feel this person does not support your good news, if they just don't support you moving out into the world in a progressive way, mm-hmm. maybe they dumb down your your happiness, even your good news. Maybe they always want to gossip. They're always bringing heaviness to you. Mm. Those are some key, mm-hmm. you know, those are some key things. Or maybe you just feel like you've outgrown the relationship. And it doesn't have to mean that these relationships are low vibrational in the aspect of this person is a bad person. Yeah. But each relationship, like everything else, creates its own vibration and energy. Yeah. It's an energy field. Yeah. And so if the so energy it's field- a feeling. Yeah, it's a feeling. And if the energy field is vibrating low, then it's not for you. Now, there's some work you can do to, to raise it, but most times we just see this, right? This is just how it is in this, <laughs> this lifetime, this dimension, this third dimension, is that it takes you to do the work first. Mm-hmm. And you can't really you know, be, be so distracted with the other person doing the work also. Because sometimes you get that call to go transform your life first. Yeah. And then the other person may not get it. They might not mm-hmm. get it for another year, maybe 10 years. Maybe they won't get it at all. Yeah. But you have to go do your work. And you now have to go on your soul journey that will take you away from that. You have to go through what I call a desert experience where you're away. And usually transformation and transfiguration creates this place of solitude for you in order to do that. And that's a place that most people fight when they're trying to get out of a toxic relationship of any kind. Maybe it's even a toxic work relationship, love interest, a family relationship, but you have to be alone. And I always say solitude is sacred. It's that liminal space that I teach about on my website that it's not where you used to be, it's not where you're going, but it's where all the magic and transformation happens if we can just honor it and and do the work there and not see it as a bad thing. Right, Yeah. and it takes courage to take that first step. It takes so much courage. You, it's literally like drop, you know, jumping over the ledge and saying, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know I'm going to be caught. My wings are going to expand and I'm going to fly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I got us a little bit off track. <laughs> no problem. Um, <laughs> as, conversation, as, as conversations do, I do it all the time. <laughs> you were talking about, you know, the vibrations and realizing that everything has frequency. Yeah. 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 So for me, I mean, ultimately behind all of that, like it is vibration. Even when we look through a microscope on a, on atomic, on an atomic level, we are just vibrating particles. Mm-hmm. That's what everything is. And so it's an illusion that everything looks solid. And so once I understood all that, like we are vibrational beings, like that's how now I look at myself. I look at this as a vibrational world. I'm a vibrational being, you're a vibrational being, the person listening, you're a vibrational being. And so when we can understand truly what we are, that we're not just this physical being, that for one, just freed up so much more possibility for me to move through life freely and differently. And I didn't have to hold that old programming that is so outdated, (laughs) that we are just these physical beings here to just go through life however it comes to us. And we have no power other than what God decides to give us. Um, So, But what happened for me once I understood this is that I understood that that what I I call the most high of the divine, God, also gave in me the power to have certain belief systems. 
free will to have certain likes and dislikes. And so once I understood that I can be a co-creator and now what is coming into my life, because I, I was really working with vibration and energy all my life. I just didn't know it and I didn't have mm-hmm. the language for it. So once I understood that, I also um, read the book that totally just like put a bow on everything for me was The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. Now this was the part about the subconscious mind being programmable and being reprogrammable. And the subconscious mind in that book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, it teaches us that the subconscious mind takes orders all day long. It's looking for your cues. And its biggest thing that that moves it forward and allows it to just be this automatic process to why you just instantly make the choices you do and you have the reactions you have is because this belief system that you have been living on. So really at the end of it, it wasn't so much that the law of attraction is creating everything. Mm. It's also your belief systems. Which you got from just growing up, you, your parents, watching TV, yep. listening to music. Yep. All the messaging, like, you know, how did I see my parents handle money? How did I see my parents handle trauma? How did I see them with, you know, their fears? What were their doubts? What do they tell me I can and can't do? What Or how was I supported? You know, what do I mm-hmm. think about myself? And were people even my friends dumbing me down. And did I really believe that? And did I really create a belief system in my subconscious mind to where now that's why I'm scared to move out in the world. And that's why fear holds me back. You know, all the mm-hmm. things Or this is why I, I don't believe that I can really, really have that beautiful home or that money because my, my parents always thought that that was a whole nother class of people or, you know, all that, all that thing. Um, or it can't happen to people like us, you know, all of that. So once I got over that, I'm like, oh, if I get outside of the box, <laughs> that's where all the potential is. And so, um, you know, from there, just the whole metaphysical world, the whole metaphysical world opened up to me. And I understood uh, now that there was a, the missing part was the belief system. And according to the belief system, do I want to have high vibrational beliefs, mm-hmm. which are, you know, there's they're, they're expansive or low vibrational beliefs, which keeps me contracted in the box. And what did I call that? After reading and researching, it was the law of vibration, meaning that whatever, however you're vibrating, that this universe around us brings us back that according to like that vibration. So really we had to, we have to vibrate higher mm-hmm. in order to get a higher experience in life. And once we're vibrating higher, we're vibrating higher now because we have a new belief system. And the belief system is a thing that reprograms everything. Okay. So how do we vibrate higher? How do you start reprogramming? Because it sounds hard. I know. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of work to do. It does. And this is exactly why like, I created my vibration school because like, I really have a love for in the school just making all of this so practical. I call it practical meta- metaphysics, practical vibration work. And what you do is just throughout the course of the day, you start with your awareness. You're aware of first when you wake up, like, and again, like those belief systems will have you working on autopilot all day long. Mm -hmm. Like I have to get up. I have to be angry today or I have to rush. I have to be mad at people in traffic. I have to honk my horn if, you know, if I'm waiting (laughs) or I have to get an attitude if I'm standing in line. So we're going to start with awareness now. This is a new belief system that says I have a right to choose a different reaction, even that, right? And the more that we choose a different reaction, we get a different outcome, and then we start having, even in, our, even in the brain, like your neurons start firing differently when you give it new options, when you act different. Mm-hmm. And this is, such the, this is such a fun thing that can happen. Like, and I tell people, have fun with this. You're not going to get it right every day, yeah. but journey and grace. 
Like this is not, you're not being tested. (laughs) You're not going to fail. This is your life. This is a learning experience, what you're here to do, but we can live a different way. And it's, it's the awareness of, of how you get up. You know, I, I smile at myself every day. I'm very aware that I want to signal joy to my body. So that way, that's the first energy that I'm met with versus like turning on my iPhone and seeing a headline that's going to, you know, Mm. send me into a triggering type of panic or maybe something that just doesn't feel emotionally okay. Or maybe even something that's very distracting and then I get into it and then I'm all off off target right for the day. So just awareness in the morning, awareness throughout the day. If you walk with what I call vibrational awareness, just awareness of the words you choose to use, awareness of maybe the energy in the room you walk into, can I offer a better energy or do I not, do I not need to be in this room altogether? Yeah. You know, um, cause sometimes we can walk into a room and it's not for us. We can, we can have an opportunity come our way and it's just not for us. What does that feel like? And being aware of like what that feels in your gut, like really tuning into the biofeedback your body is giving you. And, and again, not making, making these, these choices off of autopilot. And maybe sometimes there'll be an opportunity that comes your way and it will induce fear. It will induce that fight or flight mode to come in. Normally you'll flee from this. <laughs> maybe you'll freeze, <laughs> maybe you'll fight it. But what is the other alternative is to say yes to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times that that's with people who live in their comfort zone and want to do these, these, all these things that they know are, are going to push them forward in life and create more expansive opportunities in their life. But that's that fear, those belief systems. Yeah. So it's moving through the things, filling it anyway, choosing a different outcome than you normally would are some of the best ways to get your mind thinking in a new way, to get your neurons firing. You know, they help your brain rewire itself so that you become a new person, a new thinking person. And all of that helps to then because you're putting yourself every day in these practical situations, you're going to see different outcomes and you're going to have certain beliefs now that are able to lock in because you're not just hearing about it, but you're physically doing it. Like, oh, I do feel stronger. This did happen. Mm -hmm. I did live in my power just now. I don't have to dumb down anymore and I'm okay. And I survived it. We'll be right back with more from the yoga show. So if you're one of those people who may be stuck in the comfort zone, right, and maybe deep down inside your gut or like in the back of your mind or like in the middle of the night, you know, like you have to leave your job or get out of a codependent relationship or, you know, um, get new friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's that's a hard thing to do and that's a hard jump to make. And so it sounds like you're saying start small, do little steps to that's reclaim it. your vibration and pretty soon – it's, it comes easier? Does it become? That's it. Yes. I Because for me, it, it had to be practical. And and honestly, my path, it, it, it was a lot of different places. I had to search here, there, everywhere. <laughs> I was all over the place. And I, I even studied things that didn't pan out, that did not help. And when I wrote my book, I wanted to write that book because like I was like, I, I cracked a code for myself. Mm. And because I had to go to so many places, I wanted to distill it. And I knew it had to be distilled in order to work. And it finally worked for me. And I found that what that was, that secret code. And I put that in the book. I put it, I teach about it. And it's all about making things practical. And it's absolutely about starting with the small. It's like if we, and I tell people, if we can just master the small, we can get to the big. Mm -hmm. But it's just like when we can master things on this quantum level, everything else opens up. 
Yeah. But a lot of times it's like we we overlook the small because it's small and then we go straight for the big <laughs> the big <laughs> obvious things and but it's because we're not mastering the small that we can't lock into that and it doesn't last for a long time or doesn't last um, permanently. And so the more that we can just start with awareness, start with mindfulness of how you're carrying yourself, mindfulness of when you come home, you know, is it time to decompress? Should I eat a salad for dinner? Should I have soup or whatever it is? Like knowing if I eat this type of food, it's going to support me in this way. If I eat that type of food, it's going to have this type of outcome. So if I need to wake up in the morning early and be clear in my thoughts, then I know I shouldn't eat that type of food because I'll have this vibration, right? Um, even something like that. That's I live technically. Um, that's so personal because I do that every day. <laughs> so yours might look different, person listening. I um, mean, yours might look, look different, Lindsay. But like, where can you put that awareness? in a practical way that it's going to support you. And I say, test it, like test it out on your own. Don't just take my word, try it on your own because this has to be for you and everyone's is going to look different, but you will begin to see that the more I show up every day to support my beliefs in a new way, to step into my power by choosing a new reaction, by doing at least one thing each week that you normally would be afraid of doing, that it's going to push you forward. And the more that you are signaling out to the whole environment, the whole universe around you that I'm showing up as a different person because now I'm signaling different. You're signaling in new op- new opportunities, new possibilities. And each thing that we're trying, we're all trying to manifest something, right? Yeah. The next level, like you say, the next job, that job has a certain frequency to it, right? In order to get that job, you have to be vibrating at a certain frequency. Well, what's going to help you get to that certain frequency is for you personally every day to vibrate to it. So you're vibrating towards it. And again, like I said, when we opened up, that's where you stop waiting for, you know, so-called God or, you know, whatever word you resonate with to do it for you, but you're going to get it. You're going to meet it. So the self-care that you do, the physical fitness you do, the journaling, maybe the mindfulness, the the new way you're showing up in your world. It's not just for you know some odd reason, but it's now with an awareness that the more that I pour into myself, the more I build myself up, the more that I'm aware that I'm moving towards my higher goal. And that's the way it's it's navigation at this time. Yeah. And everything that, you know, every no you have to say on the road to that is not personal, it's vibrational. Yeah. So tell us about your school and how you teach people to do this work. Yeah. So the school is at vibratehiredaily.com, same title of the book. And it's a way of teaching people this methodology of how to practically work with vibration and energy. Like people say good vibes and raise your vibration. And this is the practical way of how to do that. So what we're doing is there are specific topics that I cover that again, I was having to go here, there, and everywhere to make them come together. And this is the school where all the things come together about the liminal space I talked about. Also, I talk about in my book, there is a certain climate, there's a certain metaphorical terrain that we live in each season. And so knowing whether you're living in a desert period, like maybe if you you're, you feel isolated, you feel alone, you feel detached, knowing how to have a high vibrational experience in that liminal space mm-hmm. so that way it can work for you, which it's here to do. You can turn it into an, an oasis and a place of transformation for you. Maybe you're in the mountain. Maybe you're going up against this hard thing. You're climbing. You're trying to get there. Do you have the right skills with you to climb that mountain? Do you have the right tools? There is certain tools that you take to the mountain that you wouldn't take to the desert. 
You know what I mean? So right. you have to have the tools. We teach the tools. Once you get to the mountain, you have a whole new perspective. You get to rest and you're you're just like, ah, oh, this is this was so worth it. You know, all the toiling I did was worth it. Maybe there's fog, maybe there's a storm that came into your life and, and just uprooted everything. But I'm teaching the tools on how whatever climate you're in, whatever environment you're in, whatever met- metaphorical terrain you're in, there is a way to vibrate higher in it. And it's going to take you learning how to signal. I'm teaching you how to signal, how to read vibrational signals and send them out. So that way we're getting the proper income. And th- so that way we're getting the proper outcome. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And I kind of like that though, income, because you're calling it in. Yes, right. <laughs> exactly. Okay, we're going to go with that. <laughs> you're getting the proper income, but also true, because when yeah. you do open up and you begin to raise your vibration, that as well, you can raise your vibrations in your finance. Like, and that's a huge, important thing to a lot of people. And we're, we're you know, learning about mindfulness and a lot of also, we're learning about the basics and then also about the, the the high art of vibrating higher spiritual work and working with metaphysics. And we're making it in a practical way. And that's one thing that everyone is loving about the space is that they're learning these, these tools that normally would just be so off-putting because they seem so abstract or even hard to root into in such a practical way. I'm like, oh, okay, no, that just means you know, you're going through the desert and this is mm-hmm. what you need. Or, oh yeah, you're just signaling that wrong. So we can signal that different by doing this. Or, oh, okay, this is a liminal space. Don't worry, this is supposed to happen right now. This mm-hmm. is a good sign. This is what yeah, we wanted. Keep going. So now we're going to signal our power in this. So um, just, it's a lot of encouraging people where they are and letting them know that most times where you are is, is the place where is pulling you and calling you forward to a higher vibration. And when we can sit in that, do the work that it's requiring to pull us forward, we get to the next level of where we were trying to go. And sometimes we saw another person get there and not knowing that we can have the same thing but it's just following your highest vibration, that personal remedy just for you that somewhere is calling you forward, honoring that, going towards that and doing those daily, daily, doing that daily work. And it can be fun, right? We, we can have fun with this, mm-hmm. but doing those, those, doing that daily work that's going to pull you forward, mm-hmm. almost like gravity. It's pulling you towards itself and just honoring that I'm here to vibrate higher. And when I vibrate higher, I'm a better, better vessel. My work is going to be better. I'm going to signal better. So better it's going to come back to me. And at a time like this, during a pandemic and all the social injustices going on, this is such the perfect time to choose to vibrate higher and raise your vibration because we can choose on the lower vibrational side to go through the pandemic feeling like we're alone and we're going to close off to the world and we're going to be mm. unkind to people. Um, we can also maybe signal that there's no hope on yeah. either side, yeah. but there is. And when we come together, the more people that raise their vibration, we come out of this as a higher vibrational world and that's what we all want, right? And yeah. if we're vibrating higher through this liminal space, we're totally in a liminal space, a desert and a storm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I talk about this in my school. Like I'm totally like, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I write about. It's happening now. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, what I teach about, but we're here. And when we know the tools to use, we become better. And when we're consistent with it, with it we will come out of this transformed. Well, Layla, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast and hanging out with you the past couple of days. Everyone, Layla is on the cover of our January, February issue. Please buy it. You can read more about her story. There's a lot of good stuff in there. And check out vibratehigherdaily.com. And also you can find Layla's book everywhere books are sold. Yes. Thank you so much, Lindsay <laughs> and you. Yoga Journal. Much appreciated. Thank you everyone for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and thanks again to Layla for joining us on the podcast and on the cover of our January issue. 
on newsstands now. Check out her feature, written by me, in Yoga Journal and on yogajournal.com. And for even more from Layla, visit vibratehiredaily.com. For more from The Yoga Show and beyond, check out Yoga Journal on social media. That's it for this year's episodes of the show. Be sure to join us two weeks from now in 2021. Until then, if you like us, give us a rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. It helps more people like you find our show. The Yoga Show is produced by me and Aviv Rubenstein. Find him on social media at Rambo Calrissian. New theme music by Amory Sievertson. More from her at listentoamory.com and at A-M-O-R-Y music on Instagram. Until next time for The Yoga Show, I'm Lindsay Tucker. We'll see you in 2021. For weekly yoga, meditation, and breathing exercises from some of the best teachers in the world, check out our sister podcast, The Practice.